Welcome to this Northern Fire podcast. The title of this message is Declaration, the Power of God's Word, Part 2. In Psalm 2, verse 7, it is written, I will declare the decree Jehovah has said to me, You are my son, today I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will give you the nations as your inheritance, and the ends of the earth as your possession, and you shall rule them. The psalmist says, I will declare the decree. Then he quotes something that God had said to him. What he's saying here is, Father God gives me a word. I will continue to declare that word on planet earth until it comes to pass. In fact, this is a messianic passage. It refers to Yeshua the Messiah. And so we're, we're certain that once Yeshua rose from the dead, he went back to the Father and said, Father, you said, ask of me, and I will give you the nations as your inheritance. We're sure that Yeshua kept asking and asked the Father to now receive the nations as his inheritance and the ends of the earth as his possession. I will declare the decree. Now this could be translated... I will declare the decree of Jehovah, he has said to me. If we look at it this way, the word of the decree originates with Father God. When he gives it to us, we simply say, I will declare the decree on planet earth. And something I mentioned in part one of this uh, series in 1 John chapter 4, it says there are three who agree in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Spirit. And there are three who agree on the earth, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. The Spirit, the water, and the blood is human beings filled with the Holy Spirit. Father's looking for agreement on earth, just as Yeshua said in Matthew 18, whenever two agree concerning anything on earth, it will be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. So when we hear the word of Jehovah and we declare it on planet earth, we're simply agreeing with heaven and releasing the word with power into people. Now as an example of this, in August of 2016, my friend Ken and I, we went on a prayer walk. We walked across Michigan's Upper Peninsula from Drummond Island to Ironwood. It took us, I think, 26 days, 400 miles. And the walk itself was a prayer. We stopped every hour to pray the Psalms. Uh, we prayed in the Spirit. We worshiped. We had prayers written ahead of time. And we prayed things that came to us. We prayed the Scriptures. And we had a set of what we called decrees or declarations. And one of those declarations that we made every day for a month was this. The waters of heaven are flowing from the hand of Jehovah Peretzim, Jehovah Peretzim, Lord of the Breakthrough, breaking through to set the captives free. Let me say that again. Our decree was the waters of heaven are flowing from the hand of Jehovah Peretzim, breaking through to set the captives free. That was a word that we had received directly from the Father, based on his identity, based on his character, and based on his power. And every time we would declare that decree, we would follow it with this word of Yeshua from Luke chapter 4. Yeshua said, The Spirit of Jehovah is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. 
He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed and proclaim the acceptable year of Jehovah. Twice Yeshua uses the word liberty. Yeshua was anointed and is still anointed to set captives free. And since we have the same spirit that resided in Yeshua, we're anointed to set the captives free. And we can do that through the words of our mouth and by releasing the decree of power. Well, a little over a year later, I was involved in two separate events that confirmed that that word had gone out with power and had been effective. I'm part of a ministry named Kerex, K-E-R-Y-X. It's a Greek word which means herald or town crier, one who proclaims the message of a king. And we do four-day weekends, sometimes in prison, sometimes in local churches. And it's like a workshop. It's like a retreat. And we cover some of the basics of Christianity. We pray together. We sing together. We eat together. And there are 14 talks and several meditations. We also do activations and one-on-one counseling. So a little over a year after that prayer walk in 2016, I was on two different weekends, one in prison, one outside of prison, in October. Now, as part of these Carex weekends, people who attend the weekend have an opportunity on Sunday to get up at an open microphone and share a testimony, what God's doing in their life, things they learned, uh, insights they gained, whatever they want to tell us, their reaction to the weekend. Now, the first one of these weekends that stood out, a woman named Cheryl at the Sunday open microphone, she said this. Now, remember, this was a little over a year after, after the prayer walk. She said, about a year ago, I decided to follow the Lord. Words to that effect I don't remember her exact words other than about a year ago. She had made a decision a year earlier to follow the Lord. And she explained to us that that a big part of that decision then was to attend this Carex weekend to go deeper in the things of the Lord. So, a few weeks after our prayer walk, Cheryl made that decision A year later, she was able to publicly confess the change in her life. A few weeks after that weekend, I was in prison on another Carex weekend, and on Sunday at this testimony time, a man named Sean said the same words. He said, about a year ago, I decided to forgive my ex-wife. Then I did a Carex weekend. Again, a few weeks after the prayer walk, Sean made a decision. A year later, he was able to confess the change in his life publicly. Cheryl and Sean had been changed by the word and the spirit that had gone forth from our mouths. And then they were able to confess that change, that transformation publicly. This is the power of our Father's word.
Ken and I had declared a decree about captives being set free, about liberty coming to those who are oppressed. Cheryl was set free from her unbelief and doubt and fear. Sean was set free from his unforgiveness, bitterness, and anger. A real liberty had come into their lives, and now they were walking free. Again, this is the power of decree. Now let's take a look at Psalm 33, verse 6, speaking of the power of the Word of God. Psalm 33, 6 says, By the word of Jehovah were the heavens made, and all the starry host by the breath of his mouth. Now that word in Hebrew, breath, is ruach. It's often translated spirit, as in Holy Spirit, but it can be translated breath. And I think it's actually good that the translators translated breath here, because think about it. The word of Jehovah, by the word of Jehovah were the heavens made, and all the starry hosts by the breath of his mouth. In order to create a word, it takes breath. Breath and voice go together for the word to come out. And this is exactly how our Father God created the universe. He used breath, the spirit, and the word to create. That's power. And he tells us in Proverbs 18.21 that we have that same power in our voice when we're mixing it with the spirit of God. Proverbs 18.21 says, Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it will eat its fruit. Now, let me share with you also 2 Peter 3, 5 through 7. 2 Peter 3, 5 through 7 reads, For this they willfully forget, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of water and in the water. So by the word... Father created the heavens and the earth, and then he separated land from water, by which the world that then existed perished, being flooded with water. So, the world was created, and then the world perished by a word, meaning the flood of Noah. Verse 7, But the heavens and the earth, which are now preserved by the same word, are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. So what's the writer Peter saying here? He's saying by the word of Elohim, number one, all things were created. Number two, by the word of Elohim, all things are preserved. And number three, by the same word of Elohim, all things will perish and come to an end. He's talking about the fire that will consume all created things before Jehovah creates a new heaven and a new earth. Just think for a moment about the awesome power of the voice of God to create, preserve, and destroy everything in the universe simply by the breath of his mouth and the word that comes forth from our God. Now, I'm sharing this message with you because the Bible tells us that we have the same power. The same power in the spoken word. In 1 Peter 4.11, it is written, Let him who speaks speak as the oracles 
of Elohim. So when we're walking in faith, we're walking with the Spirit, and we receive a declaration from God, we're speaking as God. We're speaking as our Father. And in Ephesians 5.1, it is written, Be imitators of God as dear children. Imitate God. Do what God does. And then Yeshua said in John 14.17, He says, The things I do, you will do, and greater things than these you will do, because I go to the Father. Our Father and our Savior Yeshua, they want us to be like them. They want our words to go forth with power and authority to change lives. Now, let me share another example with you. Uh, last summer, my friend Kennard uh, received a word from our father to go to all 83 counties of Michigan and declare a decree. Now, father gave Kennard several scriptures, and he took time and, and prayed, and he developed a two-page declaration based on these scriptures. And the, the basic thrust of this decree was awakening. In fact, in the decree, more than once, the word wake up was used. So the decree had to do with a revival of the church, a renewal in the church, a fullness coming to the church, in fact, an awakening coming to the church. And again, a number of times the word wake up was used as Kennard would make this decree. And he traveled all across Michigan's Lower Peninsula. And then when he came to the 15 counties of the Upper Peninsula, Kennard picked, picked me up and we went together. We drove two days and we made this decree in all 15 counties of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. So that was one weekend. Now, uh, two weeks went by, and during those two weeks, Father added to the declaration more things. So Kennard, uh, after a two-week delay, went around to all the counties of Michigan again. This time he started with the Upper Peninsula. So we were traveling around Michigan's Upper Peninsula another weekend, two weeks after the first time. And we, we stopped on the side of a road at one point to pray. And I was out sounding my shofar. And Kennard was praying and making his decree. And this minivan pulled up by me. And this lady rolled her window down and she said, I noticed you sounding the shofar. What are you doing? And I said, well, uh, my friend and I, Kennard was still in the car. My friend and I are traveling around to the 15 counties of the Upper Peninsula and we're making a decree. And the decree is all about awakening, awakening of the church, awakening of things that are dormant, uh, awakening of souls in people's heart. And I was explaining to her about the awakening decree. Well, this woman's name was Barb and she, when I told her that, she got all excited. And she told me that she and her husband were Christians, and they had been in a number of years now of uh, sort of being on the shelf, not being used of God, and being dormant. And she said, uh, you know, our lives in Messiah just aren't the same as they once were. And she said, just this spring, so this was the summer, just this spring we decided to start visiting different churches and, and get back active in the church and 
they've been going around and and she said she'd been saying as they visited various churches she'd been telling her husband these these churches are asleep in fact she had they had attended one church and she got so sleepy during the worship service that she had to go out to the car because she was so sleepy inside that building then barb told us this she said a week ago so this was the weekend sandwiched between the two weekends that Kenner and I traveled around the UP. It was a week after the awakening decree went out the first time. She said, a week ago, I was at a conference in Marquette. And we, were, we had worship and prayer in the evening. And she said, I remember just sitting there and, and thinking and being kind of dull. And all of a sudden, I heard this voice in my spirit. It was so real. She said, it just came out of my mouth. Wake up! It, this, she said, this was a conference and there were dozens of people there and she's sitting in the front row all of a sudden saying, wake up! Wake up! Wake up! We have to wake up! And then she stood up on the platform. She said, this is for everybody. This is for all of us. Wake up. It's time to wake up. And she prophesied that over the entire conference. I believe that there was an angel the week that Kenard and I traveled the first time. The angel took that word and began to proclaim it all over the Upper Peninsula. Wake up, wake up, wake up. And Barb, sitting in that conference, heard it. And not only did she wake up, she began to pronounce it and proclaim it to others to wake up. The word was going forth with power. Now, let me just share these scriptures with you uh, with regard to angels taking our word and performing it. In Psalm 103, I think it's verse 19 or 20, it says, The angels of Jehovah are mighty. They take heed to the word and they perform the word. And then in Joel 2.11, it says, Jehovah sends his voice ahead of his army. Mighty is the one who executes his word. These mighty ones are angels. They hear the word, they take heed to it, and then they execute it. So part of the process here of us making decrees is that angels take the word and then they proclaim the word in the ears of men and women through the region where we're making the decree. Barb woke up in the spirit. This lady that was dormant and sleepy and uh, unresponsive heard the voice, heard our decree from the mouth of an angel, and then she began to make the same decree. It's like ripples. It's like waves. So we spoke it, the angel spoke it, Barb spoke it, and then I'm sure the people at that, the people at that conference heard it and began to speak it as well. Now let me share two Bible verses with you to really drive home uh, the importance here of faith and the Holy Spirit when making decrees. Father does not want us just going out thinking up things to say and going out and saying them and expecting them to have power and effectiveness. This requires faith and it requires the Holy Spirit. The first scripture is Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 2. Uh, let me begin with verse 1. Hebrews 4 verse 1. 
This is a reference to the Exodus. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear, lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. For we who have believed do enter that rest, as he has said, so I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. The children of Israel did not enter the promised land. They did not enter the rest because the word that they heard, the gospel word that they heard, was not mixed with faith when they heard it. And so faith is so important. And in Hebrews 11, 5 and 6, it says, Without faith it is impossible to please God. And Yeshua told us in Mark 11 that with faith, without doubting, we can move mountains. The word that comes out of our mouth will move mountains if it has faith and not doubt. Now, the other scripture I want to read to you is from Acts chapter 4. This is a prayer meeting. The setting here is some of the apostles had been put in prison, uh, warned strictly and severely not to preach the name of Jesus or the gospel of Jesus anymore. And they went back to their friends in a prayer meeting and they prayed this, Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Yeshua. And when they had prayed, now remember, they're praying for boldness in preaching the word. They're praying for power manifestations to confirm the word. Verse 31, And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. There it is. Acts 4.31, When we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we speak the word of God with boldness. Now, this could be preaching the gospel. It could be teaching. could be word of wisdom, word of knowledge, word of prophecy, various ways that Father's word is expressed through us. And it also includes decrees, the word of God going forth with power. It's also important to note that this is in Acts 4. In Acts 2, we're told that these same people were filled with the Holy Spirit. There were tongues of fire. There was a mighty rushing wind. The Spirit fell upon them and they were filled. Two chapters later, we don't know how much time frame later, days, weeks, maybe months, these same people are in a prayer meeting again and it says they were all filled with the Holy Spirit again. This is an encouragement to us to continue to pursue the filling of the Holy Spirit. As Father works on uh, with us and through us, he works on us. He continues to cleanse us, to sanctify us, to uproot iniquities or negative thought processes or doubts and unbelief. He uproots the, the things that are in us from our past and continues to fill us with his Holy Spirit. And so, again, pursue the Holy Spirit. Pursue faith. 
and pursue the things of your Father and allow him to give you his word in the form of these decrees. And I also encourage you to lay your lives down for your Savior, Yeshua. It says in Galatians 2.20, It's no longer I who... I have been crucified with Messiah. It's no longer I who live, but Messiah who lives in me. In the life I live in the flesh, I live according to the faith of the Son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. So this is the Spirit of Yeshua working in us. And according to Galatians 2.20, it's the faith of Yeshua working in us as well. Uh, bless you and shalom.